Welcome to the AEC Groundbreaking Growth Podcast. Hosted by Stambaugh Ness. everyone it's jen and emily and we are back today with a new type of episode Uh, we have been absolutely loving the engagement from every one of you and we recently were asked a kind of interesting question and one that we wanted to get on and and just address and chat about a little bit and that question is what happens when nobody wants to be the leader Um, and this is explicitly referring to next generation leaders in the industry um, so we wanted to hop on and talk about this and it's, it's an issue in our industry, but just across the board. And, um, so we wanted to get on and think this is a really important topic to chat about. Yeah. And, um, it's definitely something that I think a lot of firms are seeing. It's things we're hearing from clients as well. Um, and it is, it's a tough question to deal with because I don't, know that we've been in a position like this as an industry or as organizations before where no one really is raising their hand for, you know, firm leadership, um, expanded roles and responsibilities. Um, So I think it's important to kind of take a step back and say, hey, how did we get here? What may be causing that for kind of that emerging leader generation or our generation, right? Those millennials and Gen Zers, why aren't they raising their hand? And I think a lot of it has to do with the culture of leadership in organizations. Um, Like you said, I don't think it's specific to AEC, um, but I do think maybe AEC has been a little slower in progressing their leadership culture and trend. Um, Historically, right, leadership has been more top-down and command and control to some extent. And Emily, I know you've experienced that, right? Um, and it's big in construction. Um, but I think other industries have done a better job in progressing towards a, more of a collaborative style of leadership, where it's kind of powered from within and not top down, um, where you're getting feedback from people, um, kind of listening to that, executing against it, improving kind of your processes and working dynamic and whatnot. Um, so I think it's a bit of a cultural thing in leadership where our generation is saying, Hey, can't say that that's the type of leadership I want to be a part of the command and control. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And construction, I think specifically, um, or even team structure with, um, architects, engineers and, and construction, right. Project, uh, structure, like construction specifically, you have to be a little bit hierarchical on job sites just because you do have that main point of contact. It's inherently built into to how job sites are set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of when people are brought up in that, right, I think it's um, an interesting dynamic then to come yeah. back and give people a seat at the table. And But yeah. it's necessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like you said about kind of that project execution, even on job sites and stuff. And I think of like, I'm thinking towards like lean practices and stuff where I think at at a project level, almost we've gotten to be a bit more collaborative, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if we've implemented that same dynamic 
at firm leadership levels. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've seen at, you know, with several firms that we've worked closely with or, you know, that that's something that needs to be addressed and that people are are talking about. Our generation is talking about that and we want to make an impact. And there's sort of this, you know, uphill battle to have an impact when you're starting at a firm um, and and gaining the experience. And I can speak especially to marketing when you're starting at a firm you know, you have ideas, you have these things you've learned along the way, you need leadership buy-in, like you need your leaders to buy in and support you. Um, And with marketing, marketing initiatives are typically the first things to be put off because they are not directly related to, or when they're not directly related to pursuits, they're sort of qualitative in measure and a lot more, you know, a lot of times um, Mm long-term results. So it's looking up to your managers that listen or or support you or, or you're working with and you're seeing their grind. I mean, yeah. especially in marketing, but you're seeing your leaders grind and maybe not get the recognition that you think that they deserve or, you know, should be going on at the firm. Um, and it's sort of like, what would stepping into that role other than maybe some more money, what would stepping into that role really get me um, as far as life and work-life balance and um, just happiness in life? What would that do for me? Why would I want to step into that role? And I think that's where we're at an impasse. Yeah. Yeah. And there were kind of three things you said there that I think kind of sum this up perfectly. It's that work-life balance. It's having a voice and then that recognition, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So how do we shift the paradigm in leadership to balance out or maybe lighten the load on leaders a bit? Um, Mm -hmm. How do we make sure that we're listening as leaders to that that next generation? Um, And then giving them the authority along with the responsibility. Because oftentimes I think we give them responsibility, we listen to them, give them those responsibilities, but we don't actually give them the authority to execute in the manner, you know, that they see fit, et cetera. Um, And that doesn't mean that we're completely kind of um, holding existing leadership at an arm's length and and not consulting them. Um, I think it's it's that collaboration that we do need, but we, but as current leaders, giving that authority to young emerging leaders um, allows them to own it, right? Even before stepping into a leadership role. Well, and we even talk about that within consulting with our clients, right? That guide from the side, it's not yeah. someone doing it for you, but it's someone supporting you along the way. Mm-hmm. And that just leads to development. That leads to leadership skills and it allows a younger generation. I mean, development, whether or not you're, you know, your team wants to step up into your leadership position, development increases your team strengths and your bench strength, Yeah, which only increases the attractiveness for people to stay at the firm and to want to join your firm, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is going to continue to be an issue. Sourcing talent. Yeah. And, and I think, right. What does it mean if no one wants to be the leader, right? That, that, inherently means that, right, your existing leaders may need to stay a bit longer in those slots 
share some roles. You know, if you had uh, someone leave the organization, maybe those roles and responsibilities need to be picked up by other leaders. There's no one internal to the firm to step into that role. You may be um, searching for talent for much longer periods of time, right? We we said that 15, 20 year experienced individual is kind of that unicorn. They're hard to find. They're hard to attract. Um, so it will put a strain on your existing leadership if you can't plan that succession in a smooth transition. Um so it's a, it's a big problem to try and solve. And if you're seeing kind of um, the beginnings of this problem in your organization, like, yeah, maybe it's been hard to fill those leadership roles. It's something to take a step back and think strategically as current leaders of how you change the paradigm, um, shift the culture a little bit, small steps um, to get people interested in leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, it's a hard thing to change to grasp, but I mean, honestly, frustrated leaders will lead to frustrated employees and, and a culture of burnout. And I know that's sort of a buzzword right now, but I think, you know, it's a buzzword. So everyone knows what it means. <laughs> and I think everyone's experienced it at some point, but mm-hmm. your leaders are frustrated and they're being worked you know, asked to work crazy hours because they now have to take on dual roles until something gets filled or then they're leaning on their team. It's a trickle down effect. Right. Yeah. And I think, um, it makes it hard for people to work on initiatives then that actually would do better for the company and, and further the company. So, um, I think it's, you know, how do we change it? right, is a question. So we've talked about what this means long-term, a culture of burnout, leaders having to stay in roles um, longer than they want to. Um, But how do we change it, right? And um, I mean, to me, that's creating the type of leadership dynamic um, and structure that allows more collaboration, Mm -hmm. more work-life balance. Uh, If we include ideas not just hearing those ideas, but actually listening to them and helping the, the emerging leader, our generation, to actually feel like we have an impact and are supported in, in impacting the company. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it may be like a bit cliche, that one quote that's like, be the change you want to see in the world. It's almost like you need to give your emerging leaders the space and ability to create the type of leadership that they want to be a part of mm-hmm. the team yeah. they want to be a part of. Um, and that leadership role may look different. It will look different to our generation than it has looked to previous generations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, millennial generation, our generation and, and below, there's this kind of like entrepreneurial fire within people where they, they want to take ownership um, but they want, they need their voice to be heard. They want to be part of creating it, not mm-hmm. just executing that top down, do what I say. Um, right. so allowing them to create the leadership future that works best for the team, works best for themselves, right? It's like, I, I just, I get so excited to think about 
other young leaders that I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of their team. Like yeah. we can build something awesome together. And it may look a little different than the generation above us. And it likely will be different than what the generation below us wants to create for themselves too. But we kind yeah. of need to give each other that space to do that. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of leads it into, right. Are we actually asking? Like, yeah. I know I haven't necessarily been asked a whole lot throughout my career. Like, what type of leader do you want to become? Mm-hmm. Like if you were to step into a leadership position, what would your leadership um, style be? How would you yeah. want to lead a team? What would your characteristics be as a leader? Mm-hmm. So I think um, just getting out and talking to, yeah. and to me, this is a really good platform for us. And we're really excited mm-hmm. about our next guest. I'll let Jen introduce her, but this is a good opportunity to talk to some next gen leaders and see why maybe the traditional path to leadership isn't for every single person in our generation or is no longer the mm-hmm. sort of only definition of success to leaders yeah. for yeah. leadership. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that, right? Success will look different for every individual, for every generation, etc. Um, and to your point, it's, this is a great way to hear from other people in the industry, what they're doing, what they're seeing, what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, maybe why they chose a certain path for themselves, et cetera. So like Emily said, we're really excited to have our next guest on the podcast. Um, Our guest will be Emily Preston, and she is president of Compass Infrastructure Group. They're a civil engineering firm that focuses kind of in structural and bridge work Um, But she started her firm during COVID as a young emerging leader um, that is kind of charting her own path, own leadership path. So we're so excited to hear her story, why she chose kind of this leadership journey for herself, how her style has led to the success of her organization. She was just named um, to PSMJ's Circle of Excellence, which kind of identifies Um, highly successful firms within our AEC industry. Um, So definitely an amazing kind of industry expert to hear from and hear her story on leadership journeys and and kind of the culture she's creating at her firm. Very excited to hear from Emily. So please join us next time uh, when we drop our next episode and follow us on social media Please continue to send us your feedback and comments on topics you'd like to hear in the future as well. Thanks. Bye.